0: Drop gaming
1: Dropbear gaming Dropbear gaming Dropbear gaming. Drop gaming. hello everybody and welcome to the drop bear gaming podcast episode 17 we've uh, got a bit of a change up in uh, in our most recent uh, you know, line lineup we've we've dumped Matt he was boring everyone uh you know gave us the feedback that uh, no one wanted to hear his voice anymore so we've we've given him that. <laughs> no not really um Matt Matt's sick at the moment so we're giving him his voice a rest for the week and uh that lovely voice you heard in the background is an old old friend of ours that's been on the show before Tim Seda from uh from Game Taco. how are you
2: mate hello i'm uh, i'm really good i'm very glad to uh to be back with the drop bears.
1: Fantastic, it's good to have you. And our other, I guess, uh, special guest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: more just special to us. Um, yeah. Susie's back. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for begging me to come back. Oh
1: well, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's been it's been a while, and I I have missed it. So hopefully I'm back for good now.
1: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, now that you've got the internet's back on
0: absolutely
1: yeah it always helps when you're uh trying to use Skype i've found but... <laughs> <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> well um, we, we've got a bit of a show out you know uh, outlined here so we're going to go go through a few things um first of all we're going to touch on some of the uh the stuff that lolsec you know destroyed and and tried to uh tried to get their hands on um talk a little bit about how ea's looking to buy pop cap um there's the the free play competition that's coming up for for the different awards and whatnot um and then we're going to go on with some extra stuff so you're going to have to listen to the rest of that to find out what it is good luck with that um but anyway <laughs> <laughs> we'll we will start off with the news
2: Now, for the DBG News.
1: So, the big news this week, I guess, is about LULSEC and how they've decided to disband. Uh, the biggest reason for it is because um, I think it got a little bit too close to home for them and someone got arrested. So, that will happen when you decide to go against some of the biggest and baddest uh, you know, security agencies in the world. You will eventually get uh, your ass reamed. So they did that. Um, so what basically happened was, you know, everyone knows lolsec from their, you know, coming out after, you know, the, the Sony got hacked and the, the PS3 got hacked by Anonymous and all that kind of shit happened. then lolsecs come out and just decided that they're going to run right through the internet.
0: Well, wait, wait, wait!
1: Sony got hacked. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, well, it? sorry. <laughs> I it to I saw a, a a tweet either today or yesterday. I think it was um, from Oz Gamers, and I think the the article was that uh, you know Sony's apparently come out and said that most gamers have now forgotten. I think it was like ninety percent of gamers have forgotten that the the Sony uh, PS3 got hacked, and I thought, are they fucking serious? What? Yeah, I mean, as soon as the, the whole thing came out, everyone went, well, fuck, it happened to Xbox in fucking 1918.
2: Know? <laughs> Holy shit, man. Gamers <laughs> have got long-ass memories. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's going to have long-term repercussions, but maybe not. It, it's hard to tell commercially, but definitely socially. You know, it's always going to be that thing. I mean, this was a big deal. It was personal information. I think that's what makes it yeah. different.
1: Yeah, that's you know. Right.
2: Yeah, it wasn't just a, oh, I can't use my game now.
1: So, yeah, it wasn't a
2: standard denial of service or LOL. We took down Xbox Live. You can't play Halo. It was. It was. Yeah. It was actually quite full on. Yeah, it was pretty serious.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, with with LolSet coming out and then just trying to fuck up as much stuff since then, it's really caused a lot of shit around the internet. Um, yeah, you know, it's actually made it openly a scary place. Um, You know, there's been sites being hacked for a long time, but you never really hear too much of them. Well,
2: put put it this way. It's... In everything you do online, doesn't matter who you are, even if you're a hacker, it, it is absolutely 100% traceable. Yeah. The reason why you don't pursue every hacker is because there's too many of them and it's usually not worth your time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's anything to do with the business, the business probably has business insurance. You know, it's that good old rob the bank and the, the money's insured yeah, sort of thing. that's right. Mm-hmm. The, problem, the problem is is that people want notoriety and to have notoriety, they need more activity. When you... Do more shit. It makes it, you know, you actually become a thorn in whoever's side, be it commercially, be it legally, and people will go, okay, I'm actually going to be bothered to track you down and arrest yeah, some people. That's you right. Know. And what, that's what's.
0: What did these guys do? They they went for Sony. They went Nintendo. They went.
1: Um... Yeah, then they kind of got a little bit, uh, a little bit personal with, with uh, you know governments and things like that, which I thought yeah. was pretty funny. They went after, in the UK, they went after the National Health Service. Um, <laughs> they put out a big statement basically with that one, which I thought was really funny. They went into their, you know, basically into their site. They found a whole bunch of uh, like admin codes and then they emailed them and said, we found your admin codes. We're not here to do any harm, but we basically just want to help you fix your shit. And it was kind of like, you know, why did you do that? It didn't make any sense. There was no need for it. Um, but they were like, "Oh, you guys do some great work in the community and stuff, so we just want to help make your site a bit more secure." Do
2: you think? Because hackers and crackers are usually ethical people. Well, well God, yeah, <laughs> pa- partially ethical. So what
0: that's basically saying is, if you break into someone's house and you're caught doing it, you say, "Hey." just testing the security. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, exactly I right. just
2: wanted to tell you your windows are made of glass and the makes actually smash them. So we smashed them, but look, I'm telling you, all right? We've it's done nice. you a favour and we've smashed them all so you can now replace them with concrete. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you reckon the federal police show these guys how soft their skulls are when they hit them with batons? <laughs> just wanted to tell you, mate, that you're vulnerable to my stick and I'm going <laughs> to crack over the face with it.
1: <laughs> exactly. I,
2: same old, same old. Look, everybody knows hackers are around, but you you don't like you know, you're not invincible, and that's the stupid thing is that if you do something stupid enough, they will fucking come after you, and they always get you.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's right. And when you know on on June fourteenth, they went after the U.S. Senate website, and apparently they didn't get any you know information on the hundred senators or whatever it is. Um, but then after that, they got a little bit more ballsy. And on June 16, they decided to go and shut down the CIA's website. So basically, oh. they just flooded it and just crashed the, the front page servers. So it just oh. took, the, yeah. took the
2: site off, Den- the, off the internet. Denial of service. It's not that difficult. No, that's right. I can do it on my own, but it's not, that's not a very sophisticated thing to do. No, but it, it's just a, a way
1: of, you know, just like being a mozzie on a massive beast. It's, uh, it, it just is enough to <laughs> piss it off, you know? Uh, and when you're fucking with the CIA, no matter why or how, uh, they're going to get yeah. a little bit pissed off. Um, yeah. And on the same day that they did that, they came to us, or you know, they decided to, to you know, go against some Australian stuff. So they hit up um, AusAid the Victorian Government Department's websites as well. Uh, There was local councils in Victoria and New South Wales, University of New South Wales, and some high schools up here in Queensland and a few down in Melbourne as well. And
2: High schools, man, that's showing them. Yeah, Yeah. bring the man down. I
1: was kind of upset that they didn't go in and take a whole bunch of primary schools and get a whole bunch of kids' artwork
2: and, uh, you know, yeah, don't just run rampant. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just want to tell your kids, you know, your security's not the best. All right, exactly. You call that a fire be, truck uh... painting? You suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, library catalogs.
1: Yeah, exactly. You could switch the library catalogs with like a, a porn catalog.
2: And, uh, that's, just hey, that's, that's what I was going to say. How come that? How come they didn't hack fucking Playboy and have free pictures and shit for people? <laughs> fucking, that would have been useful to the rest of us. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, how does it benefit me? You hack the CIA. Am I supposed to think you're good for that? Like, <laughs> why don't you fucking hack Coles so they give me a free pack of chips or something? I don't know. That's fucking, it's an idea. Something useful. Yeah,
0: actually, actually, Coles online. Yeah. Yeah. send us some
2: cheese cheese and milk actually cheese, we need milk.
0: we need cheese and milk and anyone out there who is a hacker go and hack holes online <laughs> go and order some stuff for us and yeah. uh, we'll shout your breakfast Drop yeah we want to make tacos
1: site hacking <laughs> <laughs> send yeah. us, send us some Doritos yeah.
0: we'll, we'll make you some tacos <laughs> there
1: you go all sorted uh, <laughs> but it, it's kind of funny like you know they've done all this shit within a couple of weeks they went out and just went ballistic um, but then by the end of June Yeah, someone's been arrested. Uh, I heard today someone in Ohio, I think it was, has had their house raided. There wasn't any arrests, but they had their house raided. Um, You know, this, and it's not going to end now, you know, now that they've actually got somebody, he'll be trying to cut deals and he'll be naming other people. And, you know, it's, it's just going to go further and further from this point. So, you know, hopefully they disband. Hopefully, you know, it's not going to stop hacking ever, you know, and, that's that's the thing, you know. Think people seem to think it's a privacy thing because they're in their own homes and they can do whatever the fuck they want. But, you know, hopefully they fuck off and they leave, you know, the front pages of internet hacking, and uh, you know it makes people feel a little bit more safe again of, of being on the internet and things go back to normal a little bit. So, that's my personal opinion. So anyway, we'll get off uh, we'll get off lolsec and get on to EA trying to buy PopCap. Rumors started about a month ago that PopCap was in the final negotiation negotiation point of a takeover. And there was a few names thrown around about who it could possibly be that was trying to do it. And now more recently, uh, it's come out that EA has almost put a $1 billion chip on the table and said, we want your company.
0: All right.
1: Yeah, this is, it's pretty much going to be the biggest... Um, single social kind of gaming uh takeover in in the history of gaming i guess so and it kind of goes in line with ea trying to buy up other other companies like um
2: what's interesting though is that it's not ea buying oh jesus who were they redwood or fucking some wood something to do with wood <laughs> um you know it, it's not ea buying a triple a studio it's ea buying a company that's built their business on flash games you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. this is a really telling indication of where the market is at right now
1: yeah mm-hmm. definitely and yeah i I'm a big believer in PopCap games. I love them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do too.
1: They are so much fun, and they're you know they're what I kind of class as you know toilet time games. Because you can just go and sit down and do a crap, and in five minutes you can have you know, ten games of bejeweled or something.
2: And... Or, or, or or bus stop games, mate. You could have said that. <laughs> but we'll go with we we'll go with toilet games. Hey, PopCap. You know what? You're in the toilet market. That's right. It's a, it's a prestigious. It's a prestigious market. <laughs> I, I you know feel that they're synonymous
1: with good games and stink. I don't know why, but. Anyway. <laughs> uh, It's just how I, you know, pigeonhole (laughs) it, (laughs) whatever. But, you know, they're they're a good company. They do make some good games. They make some fun games. And I think, you know, with EA trying to go after this kind of segment, it really opens up the market to, uh, you know, the possibilities of, you know, smaller companies hitting the big time. And I think that's awesome. Mm. You know, the, the amount of companies that are in Australia, like you know, your perfect
2: example, is firemen.
0: Mm.
2: Um, you know, and, and I think that's – we're coming to an age now where, thank Christ, you know, being bought by EA is not a bad thing anymore, I don't think. Mm. I, I don't think firemen are going to suffer at all, and if it goes ahead with PopCap – you know, in a sense, sure, EA are going to get a lot of commercial value out of it, but it only works to PopCap's exa- um, advantage. They're going to get infrastructure, they're going to get support, they're going to get, you know, a wealth of, of network infrastructure that they never would have had access to, yeah. you know. Um, and they've probably got enough clout where they may not even have to accept if they don't want to, but. Yeah. You know what, it, it, it's not one of those, oh, here we go, EA's going to buy them, then they're going to close. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think we're going to see that anymore.
1: No, that's right, yeah.
2: Uh, I think Activision
1: pulled the guts out of a lot of them you know, over the last five years.
0: Mm. Um,
1: but look, I, I agree, I completely agree. I think the idea of that EA has, from an outsider's point of view, obviously I'm not part of the board, so I don't know exactly what they're thinking, but I think... Or are you? <laughs> <laughs> We know your secret, man. Yeah, that's coming out now, slowly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think, you know, they, they legitimately just want to try and get into this social gaming kind of area. They've been trying for years. Um, you know, the is it... Um, uh, what are they called? Playfish, I think. Um, oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. They, they you know, made made some of their port games like Madden and uh, The Sims and some of the other games that you know, are console and PC games that they've ported for you know, iOS. So you know, they've been trying to do that for a while, but I think now they're starting to realize, fuck, we could throw money at this all day or we could just buy a company that already has a big share
2: in it. And... Well, and, and it's got to be to everyone's benefit. It, they need to come to PopCap and say, we are going to offer you significant resources that you will never amass on your own and that's yeah. why it's worth it for you. And it's more of a, you know, this is good for both of us rather than, you know, you're never going to get an offer of this money, we're going to buy you and gut your company the way yeah. that it used to The old way that it used to be. And the way that, I guess, Activision is now the last company to adapt to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I mean, look at what EA is doing, you look at what Steam and, and Valve are doing and Activision is just totally behind the ball, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Except they I mean. have Wow. <laughs> that's right. Which is, which is now free to play up until level twenty. Oh really? Yeah. There so yeah, I don't know how many hours of your life that's going to cost you, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just restart it because <laughs> that's the whole point of that game. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't want to denigrate Wow players too much, but yeah, it's 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 a big commercial entity and that really is all it is.
1: Yeah, that's right. Mm. Well, <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll move on. Um so, you know, hopefully the deal finishes soon uh and we get some more information of what EA and PopCap are doing. So, um now Free Play is a Victorian um you know awards program. Um you guys uh being down there now, I guess are going to be able to go along to, to some of the events and you know, there's there's discussion topics and you know, all kinds of stuff going on around the free, free play weekend on August uh, 20 and 21 at the State Library of Victoria. So it, it's going to be really interesting. A lot of people over the
2: last few years have gone. Um, have you ever been to any of them, Tim? Yeah, I, I was at the last one. That was my first. Um, I think... The other guys from Taiko had been before. But um, it, it was my first, and it, it is an awesome independent games festival in Australia. And uh, you meet a lot of people from around the country and learn a lot. It, it is a magnificent festival. I really encourage uh, folks to go. If you've got any interest in games at all, um, even if you know, if it might seem only partially relevant, some of the some of the discussions go anyway. Just listen to these guys talk, and um, sometimes you, you get good opportunities to interact and to talk. And yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's a great, it's a great weekend. All Perfect. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, seriously, that's. I mean, that was a big. It was a big thing for us at, at Game Tyco. Um, you know, it, it is a really inspiring place to be. And you learn a lot, even if you're not a game designer. Um, so many things are applicable to any any discipline, anything in life. And uh, it's just you know, if if festivals is your thing, it's it's good vibes, you know. It's you know, rooms full of nerds, and <laughs> yeah, people are on Twitter, and it's great. It's really great atmosphere.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Well, online, if you can't actually get to it, uh, there is the opportunity to submit, uh, you know your favourite games, I guess, for some of the, the categories. So from the 25th of July, or up until, sorry, the 25th of July, uh, you can basically go on to the freeplay.net.au site and submit your games. So there's currently nine different uh, different categories. So you've got, obviously, Best Game, then International Game, Design in a Game, On Paper Design, um art and again concept art technical game writing and audio so there's a few there and you know i think there's a a good chance for for most people to put in at least their top five games into some of those categories Mm -hmm. so yeah get involved it's always good uh you know to to back the australian um uh, indie indie developers
2: yeah absolutely um Mm -hmm if if there's if there's uh anything that you make it to at free play come to the awards ceremony at, at the conclusion of the weekend but um the keynote speeches and seeing some of those indie games in action um in the i don't know whether they're still going to do ah uh, crap what was it called uh so it's a, it's a space in the state library where you can see these games running um interactive blah 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 I know it's one of those words that joins up and shit. You can tell it's why this is why I'm in charge, not <laughs> the room what has games and stuff. Yeah, that's right. So get yeah. there. I'm sure
1: there'll be a sign out the front. So <laughs> worth a go. <laughs> um now it's some big news for for people in Melbourne. I know when uh, the um the GDAA was having their conference up here last year. Um, a lot of people from all over Australia came to Queensland, came to Brisbane, and made it a almost a you know a religious uh, requirement to make it to the Manor bar while they were here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the the gaming mecca, and uh, you know there's uh, there's now one being opened down in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You guys excited? Very.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because in the whole 12 and a bit months that the Manor bar was open in Brisbane, I never went. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, and I guess, you know, my circle of friends in Brisbane weren't nerds like me. <laughs> so if I was going to go to the Manor bar, I was going to end up going by myself. And because, in effect, it's a nightclub with gaming. mm you don't go to a nightclub on your own, for starters. Um, well, I personally would. I don't know my, many other people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was kind of like, all right, I have all my all the games I want to play in the comfort of my lounge room. I don't have to get dressed up. Why would I want to go and hmm. do that?
1: Drinks are normally cheaper in your own bedroom or lounge room as well. So
0: <laughs> I don't know. I've got a <laughs> mini bar in my bedroom. No, but, um, <laughs> and it's,
1: someone it's, serving you.
0: Yeah, it was always, un- like, yeah, have a, have a cocktail later or something. I don't know. But it was always, it was a real shame. And I know even the last time I, just before I did move down here, um, Yug from the Manabar was saying, oh, you know, when you're up in Brisbane, let me know. And it's, yeah, I still couldn't do it. So I'm really excited that there's a Manabar opening in Melbourne because I might actually go the Manabar. mm.
2: I think it's, it's going to be magnificent. It's a it's a space that the community can use that they can um, come and meet in socially, and you know we're welcome there. That's the point. You know yeah. nobody has to be afraid of uh, of people rolling their eyes or you know and. Without getting too much nerd pride on, it's our fucking world. So people who don't get into the whole games and and digital realm and social media, you know, your world's about to fucking end. So seriously, <laughs> in, instead of us having one mana bar, not that I, I you know I wish them all the best and it's going to be an awesome place, you know, there's gonna there's only going to be more of this stuff rather than just one bar in each city where you know where where you get your nerd on. So you know, yeah. fucking, I, I, it's great. It's great that it's finally coming to Melbourne. You know. A slightly. Well, I won't say that. I, I. I don't want to say anything bad <laughs> about Brisbane. We're, we're going this weekend, so uh, I, I better be nice to it. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll punch me in the face when I get out of the airport. That's right. Exactly. So I
0: think. I think there is actually a, a real place for it in Melbourne, um, and that's mainly because I. I. Personally, think there is more demand for it in Melbourne than there would be in Brisbane.
2: Yeah, Brisbane's a pretty bad place, though. Like, is is it in Brisbane or is it down the coast? It's in Brisbane.
0: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, the, the thing is, here I think you know the the
1: Manabar's done very well because it's a novelty, hmm. and you know I, I agree with you, Susie. I think you know in in Melbourne you're going to have like you know the the monthly catch ups from IGDA and stuff like that. Perfect for something like that. Oh they, hell yeah. They can pack the place out and you know, everybody even you know the the bar staff and everybody is on the same page. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
2: no no one, no one gets surly at anyone and oh, you know, the nerds are here and are they gonna buy enough beer and yeah, all that that's shit. That's right, yeah. And it's it's good, you know, we don't have to put up with that.
1: Yeah, that's well, right. That, know, even I, the stuff I, on the walls is gonna be relevant.
0: Mm. You, know, you don't mm. get
1: that when you go to a pub. So
0: I think of the the last turnout for Friday Indie Drinks that that Tim actually hosted uh, on behalf of Game Taco. And we had, what, 30 people? Yeah, there
2: was actually a really good turnout, yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's just an event that really sort of started on Twitter. Yeah. uh, For us sort of... (laughs) And
2: stupid me, I I picked a venue that was pretty cool, but on Friday nights they get really snotty, you know, And, Uh. and that's something that I don't want. Our people to ever have to put up with, so um you know thank Christ, we all ended up at a, at another venue that that welcomed us um, and Yug came along, and that was awesome it was great to have him along and um some guys and and girls, and they all mixed together and it was fantastic um and yeah you know somewhere like the Manabar is going to be a great place to do that. And whether it's four or five mates who just go, yeah, let's go out for a drink, let's go somewhere where we're welcome and we're, you know, Mm. if we want to, we can, whatever, get some Street Fighter on or or whatever, whatever it is, burnout, you know, um, simple games, puzzle games, you know, and obviously the guys run nights and, and they have trivia nights and whatever it is, and that's all, that is just, all fantastic it's all community supported stuff um social you know it's the sort of thing that i guess we just haven't had for years and years and years and you know if you're going to organize a games night you know you're going to make sure the venue's going to be okay with you and no one's going to be ostracized for it okay yeah. probably it's a far cry from the way it used to be a long time ago but you know it, it feels like it's finally coming into its own now
1: exactly and and it's perfect so you know, I. I think it's a great thing and I can't wait until, you know, they have, you know, it'll take a little while, but maybe in a couple of years there will be a bar in every every city and, you know, every night you'll be able to walk in there and, you know, they'll all be linked. You can go in there and see your mates that are down in Melbourne and see your mates in Perth and maybe not Perth because, you know, a few hours behind, but, you know, you'll be able to hook up over... Know a couple of beers, and you know, I reckon that'll be good. You can go and have you know multiplayer games where you can play against your friends in da- in other states and stuff like that because they're at the bar having a drink as well. So yeah, absolutely. I think you know the possibilities of things like that will be fantastic. So, can only be good. Anyway, um, I've recently seen a uh, a Dead Island trailer that's been posted since E3, and I was a bit surprised i was I was uh taken aback about the uh the graphic violence in it, and you know just a few little things um i mean we're all fairly used to seeing uh you know zombies get blown up and heads popped off and all that kind of stuff I mean you know playing games for as long as we do that's that's kind of normal now zombies deserve to get their heads snapped off um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh one some of the things that really you know grabbed me were just the the way that this game you know dismembers you know the zombies or um you know the way that uh some of the the harder kind of um you know more advanced zombies you know kind of take take you on but anyway some of the things like people hanging from trees and you know all that kind of stuff i, I you know those types of things just grab me a little bit people on fire and stuff and but anyway mm-hmm. then i've just recently seen the last few days that it got an ma rating and uh-huh. that. Made me a, a little bit, you know. It made me feel a little bit strange because everything in the last, you know, twelve months has been about, you know, this release is coming out. It's not going to get, you know, banned in Australia. This release is coming out it has to be resubmitted. Um, this this Dead Island game looks very similar to, you know, some of the stuff that we saw when um, Left for Dead Two came out. Yeah. And Left for Dead Two had to be resubmitted because there was parts of it that, uh, you know, they didn't they didn't like too much. Yeah, and now this one comes out, and it's just it's a free you know uh, entry into this into the fine yeah, land of ours.
2: Yeah, it, it it really is highlighting um the inconsistency in the rating board, and without without having too much of a crack at the ratings board because like yeah, I guess to give them a the benefit of the doubt, they sort of seem to do the best they can. But mm. I even they're struggling. I think their own guidelines are you know are just shot and yeah yeah i to be honest um a couple of people sort of have been saying that we want these things to be banned we want more of them to be banned so that we get a better idea of yes we need to review our classification um guidelines and you know we get it done and then we start reviewing things properly and this possibly could be a commercially successful enough game to to make an impact but no it's just been committed in, and yeah. we're all sort of scratching our heads and going, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I did some uh, some background, I guess, on the, the review committee and how they go about things, and you know, one of the things that struck me straight away was there's no consistency to the people who are you know, offering the, the ratings when they come in. It, you know, if, because there's so many games that are trying to get in constantly, obviously you can't have the same group of you know, four people or, or eight people or whatever, you know, that are being hit with these on a constant basis. There's just okay. too many games. Um, but from what I would, you know, different, different uh, articles here and there I piece together, there's something like uh, 200 people on the committee and, you know, they, they range from grandparents all the way down to, you know, 18-year-old uni students. Yeah. Um, views are very, very different. And if you get a group, you know, they try and obviously mix the group. So you do get a young and an old and a you know more conservative yeah. bunch and, you know, so on and so on. But um, if you do get a group of more kind of older type of people that are a bit more conservative, they could ban bloody, you know, the next Zelda game. Because it's yeah. just, you know, oh, my God, there's a little guy that runs around with a sword. Um, and, and he kills the animals.
2: Yeah, that's right. Animals. <laughs> we can't have hey. that. He does, man, and he eats fairies that fuck is yeah. dangerous,
1: <laughs> well, God damn it, I, I want to fucking
2: ban it, <laughs> and you know what? He, he he doesn't even talk, everyone talks to him, and he never says anything.
1: He's just like, whatever,
2: I'm going to come into your house, smash all your pottery because it's got money in it, and I'm taking that money
1: that's right, and then I'm out of here,
2: so it's Serious. promoting
1: violence, and it's promoting fucking g t
2: a fucking Zelda
1: yeah, that's right, that's obviously where they got their uh yeah, their ideas from. <laughs>
0: I mean, Lucas, can I can I just ask you because you know you're a you're a bit of a responsible parent. I mean, how do you, how does it make you feel to know that like, having having young children and games? I mean, we see what what basically had happened with Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. um, being refused twice, um, and that's just silly. I mean, it's brutal, but it's silly. Yeah, you, you see one or two fatalities, and it's it's you, you laugh after yeah, a while right. mm-hmm. to see a trailer like this and think a 15 year old could walk in and buy it. Like, mm. does it, does it make you sick?
1: Well, it, it, it is very concerning for me. Uh, I mean, I've got kids that range from my oldest is 15 or nearly 15 and a half, I suppose. Uh, my youngest is three. Now, when Tyson's sitting there and he's playing his games, I mean, he's a he's a massive fan of Left 4 Dead. Um, I've got it on the PC and we've got it on the Xbox, but when, when he's sitting down and he plays that game, I'm petrified that my three-year-old or even my six-year-old will walk into the room and sit down and watch it. Um, it, it is way too violent for a young child to watch that, um, and... You know, Tyson's smart enough at fifteen to be able to understand obviously it's a game and zombies don't exist and all that kind of stuff. Um but I am concerned that, you know, there are the the natural progression of games these days is that it must get bigger, it must get badder, it must get more confronting. Um, you know, it has to become more real. And to be able to do that when you're you're, I guess your main involvement in the game is a zombie which is something that doesn't exist anyway um, you know the way you do that is to throw in imagery of things that you can relate to like yeah. somebody hanging from a tree or you know people
2: on fire or you know people being bitten and you know things like I, that I, I, I tell you what though i mean conversely sometimes i think that uh, i'm very careful when i say things like this i'm not i'm not trying to say that every game needs to be a gore fest. Mm-hmm. But I'm very wary of games where death has no gravity and it's quite sanitized. And, I mean, because I know that this discussion was uh, around about the same time, I think, that Mortal Kombat was banned. Everybody was saying it, it's clearly comical, which it pretty much is. Yeah. Home Homefront comes out and there are parents being shot in front yeah. of their children in mm-hmm. this game in the very first Yeah. Yeah, so, and, you, you didn't even have any control over what was going on when and, that happened. And I'm not saying that I'm any kind of prude, and nor am I saying that that doesn't belong in a game, but going following on from what Susie's saying, you know... If, if there's a game that's rated MA and you know it should have been an R or an RC, you know kids are going to see it. And you know, obviously, we do the best that it's not our kids, or in your case, yeah. your kids, because you're the only one who has kids. And,
0: <laughs> and
2: because you you're a ga- <laughs> <Going cheap>. <laughs> <laughs> and because you're a ga- because you're a gamer, you're very aware of all the context of, of the game. You, you're diligent in how you, you manage the games and your kids, but. Mm-hmm. We've You just get countless stories on Twitter, you know, of people going into EB and seeing parents, yeah, whatever, yep, you can have it, and yeah. people buying, even something like Call of Duty, and I'm not trying to say that there's something wrong with these games, even Homefront for having those things in it, but some of them have very little blood, death isn't something that has any meaning unless you're an adult, and yeah. it's it's... I believe it's to the detriment of children to be exposing them too much. I don't want to get too nanny about it. It's—I remember when they used to say the Warner Brothers cartoons were bad because mm, they hit each other over yeah, the head and it makes a funny noise. And okay, but even then, we're getting back into context and the fact that that's a cartoon, Yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's the whole thing is a little bit freaky at times. And for, for me, seeing that stuff in Homefront is more of a shock than than what you see in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I I don't. I don't, agree. Yeah.
0: I don't think uh, uh, anyone under the age of eighteen should be subject to images of people hanging. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Because that's a pretty. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, you know whether whether it's the work of a zombie which doesn't exist, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's an image that uh, you know, is a very sensitive thing for a lot of people, and I, and I think. You know, Absolutely,
2: it's you know, it's aside it's a...
0: from a game. I I know that there was a TV show that uh, had an opening scene of someone. It, it was like surveillance footage of someone hanging themselves, and I know that the the ratings feedback from viewers said that was really awful watching that because. Mm. I knew someone who hung themselves.
2: Yeah, it, it's something that needs to be treated with delicacy mm. and respect. And, and these are images and, and things that demand context. And, I mean, I, I think, for starters, this is a wonderfully encouraging conversation that three mature gamers are having about responsibility, you know. And we're not ignoring the issue. We're not saying, ah, but it's just a game. You know, we're mm, having intelligent exactly. conversation about it. And it seems like people like us, and I don't want to get too bloody preachy and stuff but we're the only ones who actually want to talk about it everyone either just wants to sweep it under the carpet or say no it's fine and you know uh, i don't know anyway yeah. I don't know where I'm going.
1: <laughs> well i mean i was going to make the point that you know susie was touching on pretty much that you know my concern is is not so much the gore that 's in a game, the mm. unrealistic kind of imagery that 's in a game, but my concern is the the realistic imagery and mm. the more confronting that they 're becoming in in that realism because you know my my kids are pretty smart you know my most kids these days you know become you know, they get opened up to a lot of different stuff when they go to, to school and things like that, and there's you know, different things that you've got to teach them about the way life is. But yeah. you know, I I don't mind you know one of my kids sitting down and you know playing a game like uh, you know, Explosion Man or something like that because mm. it's it's a cartoony game and yes somebody blows up and you know that's all part of the fun. Um, but if it's a game where you know there's unrealistic gore happening, uh, but they're throwing in images that, you know, are, you know, realistic and, and kind of freaky and confronting. Um, that's that's when I get concerned about it and you know, I, I would rather my kids just completely, you know, be be
2: uh removed from that kind of influence, I suppose. So the Very thing is, annoying. though, is that is that you you're responsible for it and you're involved with your kids' gaming and that's a wonderful thing and and I think we've all been in an EB or a JB uh, hi-fi where you know some kids just brought up a box that could be anything and just said, "Mom, can I have this? Yeah, whatever." Yeah. Ask mm-hmm. your dad. That yeah. that ask your dad is not the right answer because both mom and dad or well, whatever it is you have to be involved in it. I mean, mm. it's not just about games, it's everything. You, you you, people had your children, you signed up for this. Don't tell me that you don't want to be involved in the games your kids play. Mm. I mean, you, you all go to your kids' cricket matches and footy matches on the weekend to make sure that you know the other boys aren't wailing on your son or your daughter or whoever it is. It is it's no different, mm. you know? Uh, I don't know. People just got to wise up and you've got to yeah. be accountable for it and – you know, it's a part of – It's and it, it doesn't have to be a scary thing either. It, it, it can be a wonderful part of raising children. You know, mm. don't be scared of it. Just fucking get educated for yeah, fuck's exactly.
0: sake. <laughs> I'm wondering, though, because of, I guess, having the classification board say, yep, no worries, have an MA15 rating, and seeing the reactions of people saying, whoa, Mortal Kombat was refused, but this is allowed in – I'm wondering if this could actually add to the debate of the necessity of a 18 rating. Because if it's going to spark that much of a debate and discussion because yep. this game was allowed to come in, yep. I don't think it's about banning. I think it's about allowing or showing that R18 ratings are so crucial to be yeah. allowed in.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think that that's where it, that's where it is. You know, is that even gamers believe that this should be restricted from, you know, from under 15s which I or 18s, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I would be 18. I mean, if that's something we believe, yeah, absolutely agree. I I hope that it's um it adds a lot of weight into into that discussion
0: mm.
1: well let 's hope it uh, you know it does put it on the agenda because the the big discussions are coming up in the next couple mm. of weeks, mm. so you know the fact that this again you know could push the the media you know the mainstream media not not just the gaming media but the mainstream media to having more of a focus on this then it'll put more pressure on these guys to actually finalize this and hopefully do it so mm-hmm. yeah you know, we are only weeks away from uh, Know, the the what what brendan o'Connor has said it will be the last of the discussions on it um you know either it gets passed through unanimous you know decision um or it basically becomes you know uh, they're gonna go over their head and try and get uh you know the next group of people to try and pass it so uh, mm-hmm. let's let's see what happens but anyway mm-hmm. so that that uh pretty much finishes up our uh, our news now um, finished it with a good debate then on on the differences in 18s and 15 pluses and stuff. So that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. What we should talk about as can, well?
2: Can I just quietly say that people under 18 shouldn't be allowed outside? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, 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 no! People out, people under eighteen should be allowed outside. They get off the consoles! To, yeah. I am sick of hearing eighteen-year-olds yelling at me when I'm playing Call of Duty. <laughs> all right. go, get, okay. out, get outside! Get outside! Get outside!
2: I've got to change this legislation. When when the grown-ups are playing console, you have to go outside. Yeah, there okay, go. all right. They'll find a loophole. Well, they can behave, they can behave in a mature manner or they can go and play stickball against the wall. That's what we used to do, understand, <laughs> yeah, kids? Exactly. No, 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 no. No,
0: no, no. I have I have an idea. Okay. All consoles from now on are going to get manufactured with the ID scanning that they have at nightclubs, where they will scan your photo ID. They'll have the Kinect sensor so they scan your face for recognition plus scanning your ID. All games are going to be classified R18. There's no none, none of this G stuff, PG, nah.
1: Jeez, you would go too far. Plants, all their plants, games versus,
0: <laughs> <plus>. <laughs> plants versus zombies is now going to be R18 because it has zombies. That's right. So I'm sorry. If, you're, if you, you've got to scan your face, scan your ID, I'm sorry. That's not you in front of the console. Shut down. Get outside. <laughs> and I'll get back in my kitchen.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Uh,
0: well, that was
1: a good segue because you did uh, you did mention Black Ops before, so yeah.
0: Um,
1: the new new DLC has come out for Black Ops, and I know you guys have been playing a little bit of it. Um, I've watched some trailers on it just so I actually know what uh, what is different and what to be expected out of this new one. But one of the things before we get into the actual conversation on the new DLC maps. I'm I was talking about this with Susie before I'm I'm just absolutely astounded at how fast this next lot of DLCs just come out. Mm-hmm. Um firstly we had what about 3 months something like that between DLC I was uh, between release and DLC. Yeah. Um then it was something like another 3 months something along those lines between uh you know DLCs being released and then it was like Four weeks or or six weeks or whatever it was.
0: It's been about six weeks.
1: Yeah, and that that just freaks me out. I mean, if it's fifteen bucks every time, it's going to get to the point. You know, obviously this is a little bit uh, out there, but you know, every two weeks or something like that, it's like you know we're going to bring out another couple of maps and because you know, they've got the technology now to just go, all right, we're going to grab this and that and bang, 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 we've made a map and you know here's have a go of it and see what you think and you know that'll cost you like three bucks for a map or something
2: along those lines um and can that, i can i can i quietly say as someone who i will still say is not not a fan i'm enjoying playing call of duty but i'm not going to call myself a fan mm-hmm. that map app that map pack is worth fifteen dollars so compared to the other ones as well did you say that you I, the other ones i i think a lot of a lot of really good work has gone into this map, not just the way it looks. And I think that's one of the one of the easiest pitfalls to, to fall into is just judging something like this by how it looks. They do look phenomenal, but they're actually... Well, my impression so far, and we've only spent two evenings really, one evening and a half playing them, is that they're actually very well designed. And it's it's a tough job to make a mm. map that works, that has... Both choke points and alternative routes you know so that it's not just the snipe fest um, y- you can camp anywhere but I don't think you you're going to have very many options at all do you know what i mean and and there is a way for people to get the drop on you and that's tough it takes a lot of uh, a, lot- a lot of play testing, a, lot yeah, of balancing. a lot of trial and error. yeah I- I- and and I-, I reckon the values there and and that's coming from someone who's not a rampant call of duty fan at all
0: <laughs> uh, i, I- and, and he's absolutely right because uh, I'm sorry, Tim, after the last time you, or well, the first time you and I played Black Ops together, I wanted to break up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to talk to you ever again because you were so.
2: I punished that game. Yeah.
0: He he hates it. Well, he doesn't. Okay. It's probably not fair to say he hates it, but uh, it was very difficult to play with him and, and enjoy. But, you know, Yeah. It's very
2: crossed, different to Battlefield.
0: Bridge. Yes.
2: It's a different animal.
0: Yeah.
2: And now that I know what animal it is, um, and, like, and, and that's with, I guess it, it's, a, it's a level to which I guess, guess not a lot of people think about with multiplayer games. But, you know, multiplayer games play a specific way and they're yeah. popular for specific reasons and yeah. they differentiate, you know, in these ways. And so it just, for me, it takes a while to find the fun and figure out what it's there for, and the, the dynamics of play, and how you game it, how you play it. And, yeah, you know, so it took a while, but um, it it's okay. Mm. I'll say it's okay. Well, I,
1: so... I, I did watch the trailer. Sorry to, to to cut you off there, Susie. I did watch Hero. the trailer, and one of the things that, you know, I after the first DLC pack came out, I bought it, I played a couple of games. Got a little bit of an understanding of the maps, and then I kind of put it down and I got bored and I didn't want to play it again uh, and I haven't really played black ops for months now, I suppose, mm. but I watched the trailer for these maps, and they do actually look quite interesting um you know they seem to have uh you know designed certain maps so that you've got you know some some long mm. views. So, you can see people coming from a distance if you're a sniper, but there's also back ways around those, so you don't have to run straight up the guts and you know there's there's different things that are involved now, so you know and they don't seem as dark as the original ones, and I don't know if it's a an actual physical darkness to the to the uh to the way it comes across on the screen, but I think it's just a way. There, there was a lot of kind of hidey holes and a lot of little sections and you know, even stairs you could hide behind and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it seems like they've kind of, I don't know, just just randomised it a little bit more in these ones, which has actually kind of sparked my, my interest in it again. I'd really like to give them a go.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um, the DLC, is it's the Annihilation pack, Um because so far during this discussion, we haven't, we haven't given it its name. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's the no, good one. It's the good one. Um, no, Annihilation, yeah, 1,200 Microsoft points. It is my favourite DLC to date.
1: Do you have to um, buy the other ones to get this one, or can you just no. buy the game and get this?
0: You can just get get this as a okay. standalone pack. Cool. Um. And and I must say, and I know I said to Tim the other night, you know, this Black Ops has been out for six months now, and they've already released three DLC map packs. Mm. That's brilliant, and I'm I'm really really happy with it. And I know before the show, as you said, we were talking about it briefly. Um, what that has now given is not only you know more money for for Treyarch and their efforts, and look, they deserve it because. The design is is really good. Yep. It's giving variety. Um, it's not the same standard multiplayer levels there. There's now tons of them. And I know with Battlefield, if you look at the first 12 months of Bad Company 2, the VIP map packs, I think they ended up having seven or something, but you'd get like two at a time for each game mode. Yeah. And... Map
2: rotation in Battlefield was... Oh, even until recently wasn 't too flash i I thought um you, you'd get stuck on the same two maps, and mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. w- wasn 't too good, but anyway
0: and they were just they were basically just rehashing the same map, just adding that game mode to that map,, Yeah. so it got oh, I think that 's part of why I stopped playing battlefield uh as much as I did because I thought, man this is boring, and if I you know have to play another level of rush on uh, Oasis. I'm going yeah. to scream because it yeah. takes a good 20 or so minutes to get At, through.
2: Well, uh, and I, I, I do love Battlefield and I do love all my micro moments in Battlefield, but it's, Oasis in particular, the victory and defeat always come about more or less the same way. Do you know what I mean? It, and that's, that's where it's, well, we know we're going to win or we know we're going to lose. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and look, uh, to tell you the truth, that's why I'm I'm getting into Call of Duty a little bit because it is a, a entirely different animal, and for the animal that it is, it's it's quite good at what it's doing. So,
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, particularly with Annihilation, it's a run and gun pack, and for me, that's. That was really good news because that's what I love to do—is just run around the map, just just go silly, and you know none of this stop-start thing. I have knifed that many idiots who are sniping <laughs> and just lying prone, but they're just lying there, just waiting for. Me. Oh, I'm just loving it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, yeah,
2: I tell you what, absolutely agree. In the games, in the matches that we've had, the dudes who are not getting involved are just getting slaughtered. You know, and and that's that's a great map. I mean, we're talking about a static thing. We're talking about a collection of boxes and ramps and things that encourage you to move. And if you don't move, the map doesn't work for you. And I like that. That that's that's very very clever design. So uh, well well done to Treyarch. You know, all props to him.
0: One of the maps uh, is from World at War.
2: Um... Yeah, that's the um,
1: the kind of cartelli looking one with the golf course. Golf course. Is that right? yep, yeah.
0: Yep. So, uh, which is... I, uh, and one thing I noticed with it is because they've got the sprinklers in it and they've got a lot of movement happening too. So it's messing with your peripheral vision a lot of the time. And I know when I was sort of running around that map earlier, I was finding that the sprinklers that were going made me think there was someone there when it wasn't. So it was, it's it's a map that actually does keep you on your toes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people, and particularly in the game we we were playing... Uh, there was a group of snipers on the enemy team and <laughs> they were not hard to actually run to the side of because, you know, <laughs> your scopes are terrible. Yeah. So once they're out of focus, you've forgotten about them and they pretty much got cleaned up within seconds.
2: Yeah. And... <sighs> Yeah, that that's that's just not gaming it properly, and and I think people are going to discover that that the, the yeah. only way you're going to you're going to win at this is to to be on foot and to be moving. And tell you what, we we had a bunch of uh, of friends in there. It felt great, just everybody moving out, sort of like a wolf pack, and someone drops, and then your mate comes behind you and and you know avenges you. And that that's always mm. they're great gaming moments, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, they are. And th- yeah, these these maps really are given to great moments, I believe. Mm.
0: I haven't gone and played uh, Shangri-La, the zombie part of it, as yet. So uh, I don't have much to say as far as experience goes, but uh, looking at the trailer of it, and they were really looking to up the ante again with the zombie side of things, Uh, particularly with uh, lots of little traps and, uh, I I guess... Susie... What? You,
2: you do know they're trying to emphasise making you run away now and overwhelming you. Yes. yes. So that, that reminds me of another game we like playing <laughs> that you don't. <laughs> I'll, right.
0: I will talk to you about this when you get home. Oh, no <laughs> Such trouble. No, look, that, that footage
2: looked pretty rad, though. Like, it did be cool.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it's got monkeys. Zombie monkeys? Zombie monkeys.
2: Where I'm not sure if that, sure that would be... That?
0: I'm not sure if they're the same monkeys as uh, the first DLC pack. Um, I can't even remember what it's called. The first one, the Space Monkeys.
2: Space Monkeys?
0: Yeah, there were Space space Monkeys in the the first DLC pack for the zombies. Anyway. There you go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not lying. Um, But no... um, from what I've heard, they've they've kinda made these zombies look uh a lot more terrifying and they've really made it um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting.
2: But those I think those traps are gonna be great. They they know they know how to give you moments. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it's gonna be awesome the first time you pull that off, it's gonna be like, yeah, you know, killer. Yeah,
1: exactly. So are you both after a couple of nights suggesting it's a buy? Absolutely. Anybody who's got black ops? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, oh, look if 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 you're into the multiplayer and and you enjoy it and you can afford it absolutely go for it. it there's no oh, I've got, you know, as someone who's again not not a massive fan, I see the value in it. It's it's a great pack. Mm. Sounds good.
1: And like I said the the footage on uh, on the live uh arcade video was um it really grabbed my attention again, and I think maybe I'll, I'd like to give it another go. So, I think they may be prying $15 out of my, uh, my cold dead hands eventually. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how we go. But anyway, I, I think that, um, that pretty much wraps up the show, I'm pretty sure. Um, we didn't send out a, a, a message to get any, uh, to get any questions or get any shout outs or any love. Um, so if there's any guys that you want to send some love to, um, Tim and Susie, uh, now's the time. How's that for oh,
2: you? Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm very happy to be back with the drop bears, you know, it's, it's, it's good fun. And, um, I've got to say I've, I've been on a bit of a hiatus from Game Taco just because of the move and stuff and, uh, the advantage of, of, you know, Joining the drop is that I don't have to go anywhere. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but lots of love to those guys, and um, lots of love to everyone on Twitter and who's involved with Free Play that I just haven't been talking to. Um, but you know, I've got a job that I do during the day, guys. <laughs> I can't just fucking talk all day. That's right. <laughs> exactly.
1: No, I
0: guess. Sorry. No, you go. I was just gonna say, um. You know while I've got this opportunity to actually you know sort of say that you know thanks to Tim that's you know he got me onto drop bear gaming um oh. after he was a guest and
1: and that
0: and that was really awesome that um you know because of Tim, I was able to be able to collaborate with you guys and you know do something really cool, so yeah.
1: Well we're glad you came along. So and hopefully uh, you know, with with the move all you know but sorted, I guess. Um mm-hmm. you know, we'll be back to the to the regular three of us and we'll have Matt back. And uh yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately.
2: Oh, okay. shit.
1: No, I think we might have to do a poll and see um you know what the listeners wanna wanna do with Matt. But uh yeah. Text
2: now everyone, 13 Matt. <laughs> if you want Matt, to come back. <laughs> There's an idea. All well, cost is 55 cents plus carrier costs. <laughs> no, no, don't don't SMS one three Matt because if you do, then you're probably voting for MasterChef or some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you'll yeah, probably have someone Idol. kicked out of the house <laughs> on Australian Idol. <laughs> that's right. Hey, hey, Matt, Matt should have to sing his way back. Hey, there's an idea,
1: or cook his way
2: back. Um, um, hey, uh, hey, hey, <laughs> no, 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 no. that's
0: that's a terrible idea because you know the rules of Australian Idol. If you get if you get voted out in the bottom three, you have to sing again to prove yourself.
1: I don't... No one wants no. to be Matt sing.
0: No, get rid of it.
2: What about cooking then? Do you have to cook again if you're in the bottom three or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't really know, know how these stupid things work. We play games. <laughs> yeah, that's <fucking> right. <laughs> TV land.
1: Yeah, I don't want to watch somebody living in a fishbowl doesn't doesn't Can I <laughs> do <anything for> me. <laughs> Can
0: I just um can I just say one thing? Uh, I got a message on Xbox Live uh, the other day uh, from a person known as Welly the Boot and uh, I just really wanted to thank them for actually sending me a message to say good day. Uh, and also say that they listen to Drop Bear Gaming and uh, that they really enjoy it. So if you are listening to this episode, thank you very much.
1: There you go Welly Boot, well done. Awesome. That's always good. It's nice to get some feedback. Um, mm. So on that, I suppose um, if you do have any comments you want to say, g'day, uh, you want to just get a shout out, you can uh, either send us a message on Twitter at Dropbear Gaming, or you can send us an email uh, podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Um, you know, we're we're all over the gaming bloody consoles, and you know, come to the website, have a bit of a look. Um, Know, just get in contact because we do like to hear from you guys. And you know, the the more involvement you have, then the more we understand what you want. So mm. that would be good. So, but I want to say thank you to Tim, mate. Thank you for coming on. Uh, it's always oh, a pleasure to for have you. Me. Your views and uh, and your understanding of the industry are, are fantastic. So always good to have a chat to somebody who who has an idea and and something to say on it. So.
2: Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I love you guys. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and apparently Susie's really hot. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I've been told. <laughs> I, I think you guys told me.
1: <laughs> no, we're not taking any responsibility for that. Uh... <laughs> but she sounds hot. Um... <laughs> Well, it was good uh, to have you back on, Susie. That was also a pleasure. So uh, you know, hopefully we can do this again um, very soon.
0: So, I was going to ask, am I allowed to come back or should I go and move house again? And...
1: <laughs> no, it's it's been swell, but the swelling's gone. So, uh...
0: <laughs> it's fine. I'll just talk about how hot I ever get. It'll come back. Oh, cool. No worries. Oh. How
1: hot you are in the kitchen. So. <laughs> oh, oh, come
0: on <laughs> oh, I'm going to
1: finish this show before I dig myself any further uh, th- <laughs> th- thank you for listening it's been an absolute pleasure have a good one, see ya
0: bye, bye. bye.